0: Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the
1: average joe. Welcome to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And this week we are talking about the book Christy by Katherine Marshall. So this is a bit of a um, change for us, but we felt like there was so much that we wanted to talk about with this book that we decided that we were going to split it up into two episodes. So, obviously, this one is coming out on Tuesday. And then next Tuesday, there will be another one, which is also going to be us talking about Christy. So, um, we're pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah, and this is um, just, yeah, it's kind of one of those books where we just felt like we couldn't fit it all in.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because we... Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. um, Now when it comes to the dessert for this book, we didn't come across a lot of desserts. um, But we knew it would probably be something pretty simple because of just, you know, where the um, where the book takes place. So
0: um, yeah, I was kind of scouring and going, yeah. um, you know, corn pone, right. um, <laughs> so, um, layer cake, I don't, you know, I looked jam? up layer cake, we yeah, make it some lo- jam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked up the layer cake and it was extremely involved, yeah. it took, it was a day's process, I, yeah, yeah,
1: no thank you, <laughs> no, so, um, we decided on sugar cookies because they did mention sh- sugar cookies. So uh, Laura and I, when we were together, and when I went down to visit her a couple of weeks ago, it's been at least two weeks, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yep.
1: We made some some of Laura's sugar cookies that she makes at Christmas time, and they were delicious. I must say, I did. Well, l- thank you. It's not my recipe. <laughs> well, I liked that we. Um, what did we try on the first one? On the second one, we tried jam, and it was actually really good. We- yeah, the first one,
0: I just did – I we didn't feel like doing the whole buttercream thing. We just right. – I don't know. We, I guess we were just being lazy. I don't know. <laughs> so I just sprinkled some, you know, like raw sugar on top, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then on the second one, yeah, Nathan, Becky's husband, mentioned that his mom always used to put jam on sugar cookies. And I thought that was really a little bit odd. Uh-huh. Um, but then I tried it and it is delicious. It is
1: really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, and they call them thumbprint cookies. That's what Nathan calls them. Oh. But okay. Um but yeah, it's pretty much just like her version is just a smaller sugar cookie
2: with Okay. uh
1: with the jam. So,
2: yeah. So do, do she,
0: does she do an actual thumbprint and then, like, put jam in the thumbprint or something? I don't
1: know if it's actually her thumbprint, but she does put some sort of indent in there, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is that where the jam goes? Yeah. Because that would make sense. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, it was it was actually quite delicious. It was funny. I gave one to Ben, and he was like, these are pretty good. I'm like, try it with jam. Yeah. He's, he, so he tried it, and he said something like, You know, from my expectation of what that would be to the actual thing is a
1: pretty huge gap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is delicious. Yeah,
1: because it doesn't sound like anything special, but it really was good. No, it really
0: doesn't. It's quite good, though. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) what are you drinking?
1: I wanted something a little bit different. So I made um, a latte from my latte machine. And then I put just a little bit of caramel in it. And um, I put some half and half in it, and then I did, like, uh, whipped cream with some caramel drizzled over it.
2: Mm, that's a treat. Nice.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> what about- that's what I like
0: to call dessert coffee. Yes.
1: <laughs> and it's in my cute little magnolia mug that I got when I went to Texas in the spring.
0: Ooh, so yeah. That's always fun nice. to drink
1: from. <laughs>
0: I know. I have my favorites, too. Yeah. It's okay. So I think everyone what are does. you drinking? Mine is the standard. I've been really boring lately. It's just been, I don't know, I've, I've just been kind of in a rut, but it's the iced French press peeds. Okay. With, you know, with some, yep. some cream, like, so, like really lightly whipped caramel cream. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, sometimes, yeah. you know, you need to do standard. That's.
0: Yeah. I need to get out of my rut, though. But you know it's thing. good, so. That's the problem. Yeah. You get, that's that's how I get in trouble and stay in a rut forever. <laughs> Anyway,
1: all right, so you want to talk about Christy? I'm so excited about this conversation
0: i I, I know it, I It's really just am. I, I think both of us are on the same page here. Yeah. it's it's um, yeah, anyway, so let's dive in. okay. um so the characters in Christie, obviously. Christy. Yes. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> yeah. She, um, so for those of you who may have seen, there used to be a miniseries or something like that mm-hmm. um, back in the, you know, 90s, I believe. And um, I watched that. Did you watch that, Becky? Oh, my goodness,
1: yes. I was a faithful okay. viewer.
0: Yeah. I, I remember it very differently on the miniseries. Me so too. if you have seen the miniseries and liked it, um or didn't like it, you should read the book.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, because
0: yeah. <laughs> it is, it, it's it's just so much more and better yes. and, yeah. Um, so, Christy, she is kind of, I would say, a bit of a naive young woman. Mm-hmm. She comes from Asheville, North Carolina, which, of course, is not exactly metropolitan, but compared to where she ends up, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a young girl who just basically, she volunteers to go into these backwood mountains and, um, and help out in the region by teaching. Um, so that's, that's Christy. She is, I believe she's maybe, maybe 18, 19, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, just a young girl. Okay. I couldn't remember. I knew it said. Yeah. And then there is Dr. McNeil who is kind of the the hometown doctor. He sort of grew up in the mountains with these these mountain people, and then he went to college or, or whatever it would be at the time, like medical school, and came back and is now the doctor mm-hmm. in this kind of outpost region. And then there is Miss Alice, and she is um, a woman who just has a heart for people and wanted to, to, uh, wants to help as well. And so she's kind of come out, um, from, I believe from Pennsylvania and, uh, decided to live out with these mountain people and just, just help them any way she can. She's not, I don't know if she's necessarily teaching. Does she teach?
1: I don't know because while it said that she went to the different schools, I think she just kind of maybe supervised and
0: Yeah. Kind of got her her finger in a lot of pots, I think. Yeah. Um, So and then there is um, quite a quite a few sort of a little more minor type characters that come into play. Oh, and I'm sorry. And David, um, who is the minister at this sort of mountain outpost. And then his sister, who is there to kind of keep house for him and sort of, you know, cook his meals and keep his house and that kind of thing. And then there's the um, the sort of the rest of the sort of kind of like minor characters, um, which basically makes up just the rest of the mountain people yep. who live in the area. Mm-hmm. So for one, there's the Allens and the Taylors, who are um, bitter enemies. Mm-hmm. These these two families have sort of been feuding for. Generations, Um, and then there is the Spencer family, and particularly Fairlight Spencer, who uh, Christie begins to develop a friendship with her that's kind of closer than with the rest of Mm -hmm. the the mountain people. She's she I think she uh, initially sort of sees her as a project, and then quickly comes to realize that she's just a friend. Mm -hmm. Um. So I would say uh, I, I'm going to kind of cut the list there yeah. because there are a lot of a lot of minor characters. Yeah. But those are kind of some of the major players. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, when it comes to the summary, I kind of I'm going to be a little bit more general, I guess, because we're going to dive into some of the more specific stuff. But um you had talked about how she was, you know, she came from Asheville, North Carolina. She was a 19-year-old young girl. She wanted to teach in the Smokies. And then um, I I feel like in some ways it's a coming-of-age story where she kind of learns how to care yes. for these mountain people who, you know, you find out that they're very prideful. They're They're incredibly poor. You know, that's the the what she walks into. Yes. And then yeah. also very superstitious. So she kind of has to figure out yeah. what her faith, what her you know how to work with these people and how to um to connect with them. And yeah. um she's really tested throughout the book. Um yep. and you know she looks at these people and and this life um in kind of two different ways um throughout the book so yeah that's a little summary of what uh even though it's very general but I want to yeah. kind of keep it general just so that we could talk about some of the other things like you know later on but
0: yeah well we've we've kind of just started decided that um you know part one this week um, Will be a little more character driven, and then next week we'll kind of dive a little more into yeah. um, the plot and and things that actually happen. Yeah. Um. That's how we've decided to kind of divide it up because there's just so much, and we wanted to do more than one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So, just diving into that, then, what did you think about Christie's relationship with Fairlight Spencer?
1: Well, uh, I felt like Christie's relationship with her was just kind of sweet like whenever you know she came into the picture I I just loved how the author described their relationship um Fairlight was really Christy's kind of her best friend while she was there and Fairlight to me represented the mountain people really well the Highlanders isn't that what they called them
0: yeah, they're, uh, they're they're kind of referenced by different names depending on yeah. who's speaking and at yeah. what time. Uh-huh. Um, I remember them. Somebody saying, and I think it was the man who recruited her who came to her church and spoke about these people. Yeah, I think he said something about don't call them mountaineers. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know, but for some reason they sort of took offense to that yeah. that label. Uh-huh. But but you could call them mountain people, right? Or right. <laughs> so, so I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: But I just I I loved like Fairlight's um, view on life and how she taught Christy all about, you know, like it talked about how she would drop her housework, you know, at the beginning of each spring because she she said something to the effect of, you know, the house that she takes care of has been sitting for hundreds of years and. It will be fine for just one more day while they go out and explore and enjoy spring, you know? Yeah. Um. So I feel like Fairlight really showed Christy that it's okay to, like, stop and enjoy life. I think that's a big part of what their relationship was. And also, um, like, even with the whole reading thing, like, Christy taught Fairlight how to read. And Fairlight yeah. would leave her these sweet little messages about you know being thankful that she's her friend and um i just i just think that they had a sweet um encounter with each other like it, yeah it just made me smile i
2: i liked
0: it i agree and i i thought fairlight was such an interesting character yeah. because she is she seems like a very hardy woman in one sense oh, because yes. she's able to deal with all the, the mountain stuff, like the harsh winters and the very hard work. Yeah. But yet at the same time, she's a very almost sensitive soul mm-hmm. and she's just very, um, she's, she, she seems almost like maybe she's got, seasonal affective disorder. I mean she's she's very affected by the sunlight coming or going. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, she'd take a day off just because it's the first day of spring. Yeah. Or, you know, so she's a very sensitive soul yeah. encased in this very hearty, you know, woman. And I think at some point doesn't Christy almost call her like she's she sees her as Almost like a princess in disguise. Mm,
1: yes. Or
0: something. <laughs> and she
1: also said something about her. She can see how Fairlight would fit so well into, like, her society. Yeah. Because of, like, the even the way she would, like, hold a teacup or the, you know, her mannerisms. And just a
0: very gentle and sort of, yeah, yeah. soul. You know. Yeah.
1: Which I guess she didn't see in the other mountain people, but... Um, Fairlight did have a lot of qualities of both what Christy would see in, you know, her society and then the mountain people. Yes. So I just thought that was an interesting combination, I
0: guess. She was kind of a perfect go-between yes. for Christy, I think. Yeah. Because she, she represented the mountain people well, but at the same time she had enough sort of gentility to sort of help Christy realize that these people aren't savages you know like they're 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 real people and they have real real dreams and real um you know (laughs) real longings for for spring or for you know
1: um
0: so yeah i i thought their relationship was really kind of cool yeah
2: yeah
1: so one of the characters that was intriguing to me in the book was the doctor Um, sometimes, honestly, I really hated him and sometimes (laughs) I kind of loved him. So what were your thoughts on the doctor?
0: Well, I sort of think that that's probably, um, mostly typical response to the doctor because we're seeing it through Christy's eyes and that's how Christy feels about him. Yeah. I think sometimes he really drives her crazy Mm -hmm. and then, but usually, once she gets away and sort of thinks about what he had to say, she realizes that he might have some good points. Yeah. Um. So I think as the reader, you kind of go through her thought process with her and sort of realize, okay, he's introducing a whole different perspective to Christy a lot of the time. Yeah. But I actually kind of liked
1: the doctor. Well, I just, I guess I didn't always like the way that he, um, he spoke to her. Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes he treated her a little bit like a child.
0: That's but, probably fair.
1: I mean, I, she was a child in, in a yeah. lot of ways, you know. And he had had
0: a lot of life experiences and yeah. he knew she was kind of, kind of green. Yeah. But I also think that there was probably some defenses up from the beginning because here's this young girl coming from her nice little home and never yeah. really been anywhere and coming in thinking she's going to change and fix everything. Right. And I think he may have been a little defensive from the start because he thought, here's this young whip start. She thinks she's going to, you know, wh- mm-hmm. whippersnapper or whatever, upstart. And, um, she uh, yeah, this young little, you know, she thinks she's gonna come in here and fix everything in a day. And I've lived here my whole life. Right. And I, I know what the issues are. Mm-hmm. I, she thinks, I don't know, this is a problem or this, that, or, right. you know,
2: right? um,
0: so I think he's maybe a little bit defensive from the start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I can see that. Yeah.
0: But I kind of liked him because he just kind of told it how it was. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did like that about him. He also had, because he, you know, was technically a a mountain person, he um, had their perspective. And so he, he was stubborn. Like, he was, he was a lot. Yeah. He was like them, you know, he was stubborn and he was prideful. Um, And that's part of what made him understand them so much better than everybody else but I don't know I yeah. guess sometimes when he talked to her I looked at it more like a father child a little bit than like a an adult relationship if that makes sense I don't know no
0: it does I I think that's probably a fair fair mm-hmm. thing to say that sometimes he sort of kind of almost condescended to her in yeah a way.
1: but I will say that I loved the things that he was saying Like, I loved that he challenged her to think about why she believed the way that she believed, you know? Yeah. And that was, I think that was a huge part of their relationship, him just continuing to question her. Well, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? And her, you know, she would get upset and stuff, but I think that's what caused her to grow just as much as any of the other characters that she learned from. So Yeah,
0: I agree. I did uh, like I, that
1: that part of it, you know.
0: Yeah. Um and I think that she I yeah, I think initially she was usually kind of angry with him for asking the question because yeah. deep down she knew she didn't have an answer.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: it was scary. Yeah. Cause that is scary when you're first beginning to confront Yeah. What you've grown up with and wondering, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. why do I believe this?
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And she didn't have an answer. Right. And by the end, she did have an answer.
1: Right. But you, I mean, I liked that part of the book because I feel like you have to go through that. Yeah. You have to go through that painful transition in order to um, grow and mature, you know. Or to have
0: anything real to begin with.
1: Yeah. 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 And for a lot of people, you know, that's college or that transition from home to whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever life you choose to go to after living at home for 18 years, you know. Yeah. But I I mean, I feel like you probably feel the same way, but I feel like for me, college definitely was that experience. Um, I went to a a Christian college, but um, I really did have to figure out, okay, I've been taught this, but why do I believe it? You know, why do I believe what I believe? And is it valid? Is it, do I, do I want to believe this, you know, and why?
0: And does it hold any water? Yeah. Does it, does it work? does it actually work does it hold up right in real life mhm and I, I yeah i remember in college having at least one if not more um what i would call crisis of faith where i just kind of mm-hmm. went what what it, what do i really believe and is this yeah is is this it and not necessarily even about all of christianity itself necessarily although sometimes there was that yeah but just um you know, questioning all of the aspects of my faith and just trying to figure out what was me and what was, yeah, um, you know what I'd grown up with and hadn't examined and this kind of thing. And I think you're you're probably, you know, I'm sure that was probably fairly similar to oh, your yeah. story as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so I don't know if you're ready to move on, but yeah, Miss um, Alice. Oh <laughs> yes miss alice <laughs> yes so
1: my she, favorite character this
0: character <laughs> has actually had a lot of influence in my life mm. and it's funny because i mean she's she's a fictional character but yeah but she's she's larger than life in the book mm-hmm. and and christy kind of when she first comes in and meets miss alice even before she's met her she sort of has this idea in her head of who this woman will be and, yeah. um, you know, just from the things she's heard from everyone around her and this kind of thing. And so even, even then already, she kind of has her on a pedestal. Yeah. Um. So what, what do you think? Do you think that's warranted? Do you think, what did you think about that?
1: Well, I, I have to say, I love Miss Alice. I agree. With I do. You. She, I do too. The things that she's, you know, represented and stood for and spoke about in the book were just so meaty, you know, and yeah and I I kind of put her on a pedestal too. Like it's so I easy did too. To do. <laughs> it's it's hard not to because she was just so wise and loving and yeah and just so full of wisdom. I felt like everything yeah. that came out of her mouth it was like, oh oh here's a Miss Alice part. Stop you know, like, slow down here, yep, exactly. you know, because she just spoke wisdom into not just Christy, but, oh, David, too, like, totally, every single time, yeah. you know, and, and they came to want that, like, they would ask her, well, what do you think about it, or, like, Christy would be thinking, um, you know, what would Miss Alice say about this, you know, so even when Miss Alice shared about her background story, Um, it, the story was, came from a, like, she was vulnerable and she, she poured knowledge and love into the story, even though it was just, it was hard. It was a hard story. Um, she looked at life through the lens of her faith. So the book talks about how, you know, she grew up as a Quaker and, um, missed, Alice just kind of, she painted that life in, you know, or anything that they went through in the light of a close relationship with God. So, yeah, I I picture Miss Alice as like just this wise woman who everybody came to seek out godly advice from. And when the people didn't come to her, she went to the people. That was never a question for her. Like she always, you know, spread out her love towards them she she, and she didn't i feel like she had just a whole different way of talking to them yeah she displayed a different way of loving people she had a beautiful way of like using words to paint a picture but she also just her actions were so honoring to to the people and to God. So, like, yeah. she just, she, yeah, I thought that character was amazing and I loved, I loved every single part of what she said.
0: Yeah, I agree. Even when I,
1: it was like hard to listen, like when she kind of reprimanded Christy about, you know, asking for money. Yeah. And at first I bristled a little bit at that part, but I, I, I could see what she was saying and I, you know when you think about it it is it, it was wise what she was talking about so i just yeah. i loved every part of what she said
0: yeah so for me miss alice is she's kind of the person who i mean and she's obviously she's fictional but mm-hmm. she, th- this book and her character in the book is what kind of started me on a different track spiritually as far as like exploring um the day to day relationship with the Holy Spirit and his um presence in yep. my life. Yeah. Because I feel like in some um, you know, faith upbringings there's there's um more or less you kind of come down on either one side or the other right. of the Holy Spirit. And either it's like, you know, oh the the Holy Spirit is, you know, I'd I'd never have a thought of my own. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, well, the Holy Spirit, that's great, but let's stick to Scripture. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Miss Alice just rides the line so beautifully. Yes. Yes. I mean, and I had never seen that put into action quite in the way that this character puts it into action. Right. And I remember first reading about her silences and being so intrigued. Mm. By the way that she would just take take in the entire situation, listen to this person, listen to that yes. person, take it all in, and just sit there in the silence with it. Yeah. And you know that that silence is pregnant with conversation between her and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I remember being like... I want that. I what, how, mm. how do you do that life? Yeah. I want that. Yeah. And it started me on a whole different track. And, in fact, Becky and I have been reading together a book um, by a guy cal- called Richard Foster. Mm. And it's called Celebration of Discipline. Yep. And the author um, grew up in a a, a Quaker upbringing. Hmm. And um, Miss Alice grew up Quaker as well. Yep. And I – think that's kind of where it all started for me where I thought you know I I need to figure out why I don't have that because that should be every Christian's experience that there is yeah. this ongoing sort of um awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit within us yeah. s- speaking and it, it just, yeah uh, so for me it was it's actually been a really a really pivotal she's she's a really pivotal character
2: yes yeah in my life, mm-hmm. so.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool to hear, but yeah. I can see why, um, you know, that's the case. And
0: I, and I think Katherine Marshall, um, I, I think that, w- I, I would say Miss Alice is probably sort of a Katherine Marshall maybe. Um, hmm. There's, I haven't read anything else of hers, but I really want to. She's actually written a book called The Helper.
2: Oh, really? Um,
0: which mm-hmm, I didn't know yeah, that. which is okay. about the Holy Spirit. And huh. I'm my guess is and I don't know for sure, but my guess is that she's um she grew up Quaker. Okay. Just by the way that she writes yeah. about it.
2: Well that's
1: interesting. I wanna look that up now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Huh. Anyway, I, I, I absolutely love this character because I just yeah. feel like she's written so beautifully yeah. of how to sort of walk this spirit led life.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And Christy begins to see it too.
1: Oh, yes. She, in fact, there was one part where Christy, um, she was riding with the doctor. I think it was when one of her students, remember when he got punched and um, he had like internal bleeding or something, right? Or something, yeah, yeah, something was wrong. And so she was riding with the doctor to see this little boy to like, do surgery on him and yeah. she had like an encounter with the Holy Spirit do you remember this part
0: I think so but refresh my memory here because I'm trying to remember what exactly she was what exactly was she going had a line.
1: whole conversation with um with God and like it I, I don't remember what was said as much as the experience of uh, did that just happen like she she was like yeah. kind of questioning it and she was like where did that come from I didn't think of of that, you know? And, yeah. and she just kind of was amazed that, like, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, you know? Um, yeah. And I, and think I it love was that because, she wrote it
0: that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because th- for so many of us, it, it is learning to to see the pattern of how the Holy Spirit interacts with us. Because I think so many people don't think that they have that relationship because they don't recognize when the Holy Spirit is giving them something. And she Mm -hmm. wrote it in such a way that said, you know, wait, I don't, that wasn't my thought. Yeah. That didn't, you know. Yeah. um, I love that she wrote it that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was one thing that I kind of, um, dog-eared, but I I didn't necessarily write down because I just, you know, yeah. I didn't think about it, but um, I remember that part and yeah, just how interesting it was to think that she was yeah. starting to listen to the Holy Spirit in her life and, and the peace that passed over her because of that. So yeah. that was an interesting part. So... Um, obviously Christy was the narrator of the book. Did you find yourself kind of relating to her at all in this book?
2: Well,
0: I did at times, uh, because I unders I understood kind of her the arc of her story as far as like growing up and coming through the um, you know, the doubts and trying to figure out what you really believe and yeah. so yeah, I did on that level, but on a personal level I would say not quite as much, just because um, she has a very different personality for me. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, she's very uh, focused, and she's a Type A go-getter, get it done. Yeah, um, I'm here. I see the need. I'm going to fix it. Yeah, I'm 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 on it. I got it. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to go. I'm going to round up some some people to to donate some stuff. I'm going, yeah. you know. So yeah, she's she's very um she's very driven. And yep. that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I just would have been sitting at Miss Alice's feet all day long, and she would have been like, "You got to get up and do some work. Go do some work, child." No, um, oh,
1: the Martha versus Mary. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, but you have to do both, and I yeah. I certainly I certainly understood. Where she was coming from, um, I didn't necessarily relate okay. because it's yeah. ju- she's just very different from me mm-hmm. personality wise. Yeah. But did you kind of, did you, did you relate to Christy? I did. did you see?
1: And that's funny because I, I am, you know, more of a type A yes. personality. Yeah. And also, you know, when she was talking about, like, she gave examples of, you know, when she was teaching and everything. <laughs> that just, you know, kind of took me back a oh, little yeah. bit, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely saw myself in her, but I do think that sh- in the beginning she had a little bit of a savior complex, like Yeah. um Yeah. you know, she she wanted to go in and change everything and, you know. And, and if I the, don't do it, it people. won't get done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I totally understood that part. So I do think that, you know, she had a little bit of a savior complex at the beginning. But then at the end of the book, she talks about she she learns the lesson of stepping back, I think, stepping aside. And 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 she has this whole uh, monologue about asking someone with the capital S to do her fighting for her. And
0: I do not remember that. That's oh, awesome. Yes.
1: I remember that because um, I went through this exact lesson. Like, um, you know, when I was going through my whole cancer thing, somebody had written on this huge poster board for me, be still and know that I am God. And uh, hmm. it... <laughs> It became kind of like my life first through that whole, um, you know, valley, because I specifically remember being in, you know, pretty painful situations and, and being scared and being nervous. And, um, the only thing that I could do was recite that again and again and again, be still and know, be still and know that I am God. and, uh, I think you know she had to learn that lesson. and um, so when I like when I read that part, I was like, oh my goodness, yes, yes. like I, I totally understand what she's talking about. She's she's a doer. Yeah. and then she had to learn the hard lesson of letting somebody else letting God fight her battles for her. So I think that that, you know, she obviously learned that from Miss Alice, but, um, uh, yeah, I thought that when she talked about it, it even went into like, she said something about, um, the most important single secret that Miss Alice had taught her was to look, uh, at the inner reality for help. For mm. the help that she needed. And then she talks about seeing evil for what it is. Declaring war on it. And setting it aside. Yeah. And really asking God. You know to fight for her. For So you know. We usually do want to be the savior of our own story. You know. Or s- yeah. someone else's story. But when we do that. We don't realize that that really isn't our role. Yeah we need to, to see evil around us. And. We need to be willing to fight it. But the ultimate savior is God. So, yeah. um, you know, he is fighting our battles for us. Yes. Yeah. Stand up for for what is right. When you don't see something or when you see something that isn't right, you need to say something, obviously. But we cannot change people's hearts. Yeah. I think only God can do that. And it, it, yeah. it's it's humbling. You know, to realize that and to to go through that lesson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely did see myself in Christy and
0: and I think some people kind of have to to learn that lesson and others, from my perspective, have to learn the lesson of um, how how to fight the battle alongside. Yeah. Um, not yeah. to abdicate and say, "God's got this," even though He absolutely does. Yes, He does expect His children to stand up and fight alongside yeah. Him. Yeah. So, so I think it's interesting to hear the other side of that because for me, it's always been mm. I struggle to 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 be the co-laborer yeah. with God. Mm. Um, I, I struggle. With, with the the lack of 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 force or drivenness. Yeah. So for me, I, I sort of have always had to, you know, work with the Lord on. Okay, Lord, how do I walk alongside you in this? Mm. Um, so it's so interesting to hear the other side of that yeah. because I think I think usually you struggle with one or the other.
1: Yep, I didn't even think about you know, the different personalities having to struggle in different ways with that you know obviously I just know my my story my side right but um yeah yeah everybody would have to take a stand one one way or the other you know what I mean
2: yep so yeah
0: so what is let's talk about David what do you yeah. what's your take on David oh, um man. <laughs> I mean he's he's there's a lot there he's yeah so as a person as a minister um you know just <laughs> there, yeah. there's a lot there what do you yeah. what do you think about David
1: so David comes across to me as a, a very headstrong person but not really in yeah. a good way like he just <laughs> it seemed like he didn't relate to the people he you know He came off as, like, uh, you know, the pastor that comes into the church and, like, talks about all the ways that he can change it without really getting to know the people or the culture or, you know, the church. So that usually doesn't end up very well. (laughs) So I'm going to just.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah. Um, uh, that's how I saw him. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I especially he, go ahead. Well, I mean, just even as Christy sort of goes through this this sort of s- searching time in her life and, um, marking out the boundaries of her own faith and what what's real and what's just yep. culture and what is you know all these questions that are going through her mind and she sort of comes back to David thinking, okay, he's a minister, he'll mm-hmm. he'll be able to help me. And there's just never really any help there from him. No,
1: no. In fact, he belittles her, like, oh, this is too, you wouldn't understand this, you know?
0: I, I've been through seminary, and yeah. have, it, everyone in seminary has a different view on this, so of course yep. you're not going to be able to understand this. you know, the finer points of theology on the blah, 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 blah. And it's always very heady. Yes. It's never, it's never, well, what have you experienced or what has God shown you or what is, it's always, well, the, the, you know, this minister would say this or this, it's almost, you know, and it's almost like the difference between when, you know, like, the following rabbis and that kind of thing, well, they would just always kind of bounce it back and say, right. you know, <laughs> well, uh, this rabbi would say this or this rabbi would yeah. say this. And then Jesus comes along and speaks with just total authority.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And just the, kind of the contrast between someone who's who's actually lived a life with God mm-hmm. versus somebody who's studied God all their life.
1: Yeah. And and I fully believe that everybody should study I, oh, absolutely. I like, that is, like we've been reading, a spiritual discipline that needs yeah. to happen. However, I feel like he never crossed the bridge. <laughs> like, he never yeah. made it personal. He never um, experienced God. He yeah. he knew a lot about God. Um, and he knew a lot about what other people thought about God. But he, on yeah. I, I just, yeah, he really didn't have a connection with yeah. God. And you could tell that in how he pastored and how he spoke to other people and how he addressed Miss Alice. Like, there yeah. was one conversation um, where Miss Alice was kind of questioning him and they were talking about um, how to get rid of evil in men. And Miss Alice said something like, attacking corruption in the environment isn't going to work um and he yeah. said well you know then what is it how are, how do you deal with evil and she said by demonstrating to people that there's something more powerful than evil you know, um, yeah. He
0: kind of asked. It was kind of a basic question. I mean, he sort of yeah. felt like exasperated by. Well, well, then what else is there to do? Yeah. What, what else could there possibly be? Yeah. Which is a pretty basic. When you think about it, that that's pretty basic. Uh
2: huh.
0: If you can't answer that,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: um, something's missing. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. What did you think about him in his view of the the mountain people versus sort of? you know, cultured people or people that, you know.
1: I think he never really understood them. I, I, I think he wanted to constantly change them. And, yes, they did have, there were a lot of issues there. Yeah. But I think the way he went about it was all wrong. And he.
0: Yeah.
1: He never connected with them. And they never, they didn't respect him. Because yeah. he didn't respect them. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: you know. And he thought that to, even the fact that he, I mean, he kind of thought that he had to earn their respect by doing manual labor. And that's all that it would yeah. take for them to sort of jump on his team and be fine with everything. Uh-huh. You know, oh, if I just clear this patch, they're going to respect me. Right. Which I found interesting
2: uh-huh it, it was a bit
0: strange yeah. um i i understood where he was coming from in one sense but he just he was a bit clueless he, he yeah, didn't get what was. they were really what they were really all about
1: yeah mm-hmm. another conversation that i uh david had that was really interesting t- to me was the one with miss polly uh um, oh yeah you remember yeah. that yeah miss polly was like You know, a really old lady who had raised, wasn't it like, didn't she have like 16 or 18
0: or something? Had a a bunch of kids. Huge amount of children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then she was a widow. Um, and she got into this whole, she was 93. She, yeah. She, but everybody called her Aunt
0: Polly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) So she, um, had this conversation with David about what happens when you die. And she asked him if she could if she was going to see Jesus immediately after she died, and David kind of hemmed and hawed and then finally goes into all these different theories about what might happen. Yeah, and Christy was
0: just dying inside. Christy was going, oh, David. Yeah. What are you you doing? (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, Like, (laughs) you know, I thought that was actually pretty humorous. Yes.
1: (laughs) And then I love Miss Polly's response or Aunt Polly's response. She just – Asked him if he believes all of what he said and when he said he didn't know what he believes she was like wow it's past time you <laughs> yes. you know she's she's like you gotta thrash it out with your creator you know or something yeah. like that yeah she, she um like her response was just really funny yeah uh, it was but she she kind of started preaching at him and she was yeah. like listen <laughs> Yeah. And uh, one of the things that she said was something about, um, you've, you've been fractured, you fractured your head trying to get (laughs) (laughs) wise-witted, which was really funny. But, um, yeah, she just kind of started preaching to him and telling him, like, okay, listen, remember the man on the cross next to Jesus? Like, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise, and uh, I think she was looking for comfort from him, and yeah. obviously he didn't give it, and so she, she was and, just and was she's, like, okay. she goes,
0: those men were in pain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I I
0: lo- I just love how she just she cuts through the crap. I mean, yeah. she just she's like, let's get down to it. Those men were in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it would? You know, he would have. Yeah. So. And I, then she brings it.
1: I don't even know if he got that though.
0: no i don't think he did
1: (laughs) no it's like how clueless can you be dude come on yeah (laughs) but that i really thought that was an interesting fun conversation to read yeah it was yeah um so obviously david and christy kind of had a thing going did you um like were you, as you put it, <laughs> team David or team uh, Doc McNeil?
0: I I was team Doc McNeil.
1: Yeah, all along. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah,
0: because from the beginning, something just feels off about her and David.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
2: I, I agree. think
0: it's supposed to be that way.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Were you one or the other?
2: Yeah. Um.
1: Well. I gotta say, obviously. Or at or different times? Yeah, kind of. Like, well, when it came to David, I, I kept, for some reason in my head, keep, I kept giving him, like, grace. And I was like, well, maybe, you know. But just like as it got more and more, I just was like, no,
2: dude, get lost, you know? <laughs> yeah
1: that's like, funny he just even just the way he treated her i was like no i mean she deserves better than that but um yeah i i kind of felt like up until the very end i kind of didn't want her to get together with anybody like yeah. I, I didn't feel like it was n- necessary i guess yeah and um I felt like she was having this whole self-discovery thing and, and I just didn't feel like she needed a relationship. But yeah, at the end, when the doc, um, you know, finally realized, like, he needs Jesus. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that part. I, I felt like maybe it was a little bit of a cop out, like, like. Why did he all of a sudden need to come to Christ and then they could get together? Like, I don't know. I just... Yeah.
0: I will say if there's... If I'm going to say if there's one one spot in the book that feels kind of abrupt, it's the ending. Yeah. I feel like um, most people want a little more... um I'm gonna call it dénouement or whatever you want to call it, like bringing it down to the to the. Okay, so it, it just feels very abrupt. Yeah, she sort I of, agree. you know, she's not once thought of him in that sense, and even by the end of the book, she hasn't expressed anything about him right. because it's it's all him sort of, you know, during her illness. Yeah. So yeah, the ending. For me, has always felt very abrupt mm-hmm. and a little bit strange.
2: Yeah, I agree. But I'm
0: happy with how it ends. Yeah. I just feel like I needed a little more.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I needed walk me through it a little more. Right. You know, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I agree. but that's that's for me. That's the only place where this yep. book mm-hmm. falters just a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the rest of it, I, I absolutely.
1: Did you think adore. it was a little bit strange that? She reminded him so much of his first wife. I, I find
0: that a little bit odd. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: like
0: because you sort of go, Ugh,
2: right. you
0: know, like are you, are <laughs> do you like are you kind of interested just because she reminds you, you know? Right. But I also wondered if it was just a a, a physical appearance thing that sort of initially yeah. sparked him to the possibility of her as. Someone he could be interested in, and then as he got to know her, right? Hope you know that he maybe that he got to know her more for herself, right? That's sort of what I decided to believe.
1: Right. <laughs> and you kind of had to make up that story in your head,
0: you yeah, because it's not there. Right. I don't think otherwise, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know because I sort of he's the doctor's a bit of an enigma, yes. and that's I think kind of.
2: On purpose,
0: uh, yes. Yeah. But also, I th- think that's sort of that for some women, that's sort of attractive. Oh, <laughs> a man who is maybe. Oh, you don't ever. Not everything is on the surface. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that. Maybe they. You know, there's there's more to them than meets the eye, and you want to know their backstory, and you want to know, you know, yeah. what, like how did you become the way you are? And she gets bits and pieces of him as she uh-huh. goes along. Yeah. Um there's just kind of more underneath the surface and so I, I think that maybe she sort of I, I would assume slowly comes to realize that he's he's a man of character yeah mm-hmm. and but he even though he doesn't love God it's because he has had some experiences that have sort of right um made him a little bit bitter and questioning yep and in the end realizes, you know, God, God is not my enemy. He wasn't trying to harm me.
2: Right.
0: Um, he wasn't out to do me evil.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had to walk some very hard valleys, but in the end comes back to the belief of a good God.
2: Yeah.
0: And, um. yeah, kind of at the end just falls back into the arms of God and, and yeah, so.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I love his, um, his transformation. You know. Yeah. But like you said, parts of it at the end were very abrupt.
0: Yeah, um, I just wanted a little more. Yeah, it's not. It's not that I didn't like how it ended. Right. I just wanted a right. little more of the story. Yeah,
1: I would agree so. with that. Yeah. Um. So I think we're probably gonna stop here, right, Laura? And uh, yeah, we will continue this conversation yes. next week so i uh, hope you all join us for that
0: yes so join us next week as we discuss a little bit more about the plot side of the story of Christie by Catherine marshall and as always the coffee and the books will be a perfect blend